Welcome to Don't Cut Me Off and Let Me Finish Podcast. My name is G Weave. Today, I will be coming at you today with a lot of various sports topics. I'm happy to be back on the microphone again. And once again, we're going to have a great topic and great conversation. Today, I have a special guest. His name is Corey Sykes from Atlanta, Georgia. So I hope you guys get ready to rock and roll. But before we do that, you already know. I gotta grind my gears. <laughs> like I always do about this time. So today I'm grinding my gears about watching the Phoenix Suns lose to the Pelicans. Now, the whole sports world had this being a sweep. Phoenix looking explosive, dominating the game. Look like it's just gonna be easy breezy. But like I always say, it sounds good when you're on the radio talking sports talk. But in the end, you gotta get on the floor and play the game. New Orleans is not a bad team. They got good players. You can never underestimate your opponent. See, when you're sitting on a mic or sitting behind a desk and all you're doing is talking and making uh, predictions, that's not the game. It's not the game, man. Stop it. Please. Let these games play out. I understand you're being paid to make a prediction. But any given night, a team can go cold and a team can get hot. Just because you're supposed to win the game, don't mean you're going to win the game. This is what I tell people all the time. We get so caught up in the sports entertainment and watching Stephen A. or Shannon Sharp or Skip Bayless make these whack-ass predictions at times that we forget that the players are the one that play the game. These dudes are uber confident. These dudes are uber competitive. They do not hear the noise when they step on the floor. They already know that it's the radio's gonna do their thing. They gonna do their talk. Like I said before, half of the talkers don't even, haven't even played sports. And even if you play sports, don't mean you make a right assessment all the time. So, you gotta pump your brakes sometimes. You know, I'm looking at Memphis Grizzlies. They came back and they smacked Minnesota. But like I said, if Minnesota is hitting on all gears, and the other team is not, you're going to lose. I still believe that if the big three in Minnesota can be hitting on all gears along with their bench play, I still believe that they can beat Minnesota because Minnesota really do heavily rely on one player. And that's John Morant. But it shows you when you're not hitting and defense. Defense wins game. But if 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 John Moran gets hurt, hopefully that 
something that don't happen, they're done. But this series is far from over. It's going to be a good series. But other than that, man, I grind my gears enough. So let's get ready to get started about this conversation about the sports world. So everybody sit back, relax, and let's get ready for the topic. All right, so we're back. I'm welcoming Corey Sykes into this conversation. We're going to have a conversation uh, about a couple, couple topics real quick uh, around the NBA, but one of the topics that I was uh, chatting with my brother, he's in Atlanta. His name is Corey Sykes, like I said before, and I was telling him about the Golden State Warriors and how uh, Stephen A. Smith had called them the Lethal Three, and at, and at that point they was adding in Jordan Poole and how I felt that was kind of disrespectful in a sense to me because Jordan Poole is just really getting his feet wet and he ain't really earned that mantra to be a, a lethal weapon. I look at um, the lethal weapon in the heart of the team being Draymond Green and, you know, if anything, that's the lethal weapon three. And then the other players are lethal parts that helps them as far as their run towards the championship. So again, so Corey, so what do you think about the comment that uh, Stephen A. made about them being uh, lethal weapon three? Yeah, absolutely. First, I want to say thank you for bringing me on the show. Uh, G. Weave, I appreciate you bringing me on, man. And let me share your stage with you. Uh, in reference to the Golden State Warriors, man, you know, Jordan Poole is definitely emerging as a star. You know, when I look at the lethal weapon comment made by Stephen A., um, I'm looking at it as, a, a lethal scoring option. We know what Draymond brings to the game in reference to how he facilitates the ball, how he rebounds, and how he defends. But we all know Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green is not going to be enough to win that championship. They need another scoring person that can bring the ball, put the ball in the hole, and that's where Jordan Poole is emerging uh, as that go-to third player. Somebody that you can depend on who's going to give you at least 25 points, which is actually making Golden State look very scary in the West. Yeah, I, I get I get all that. So I'm, I'm with you on that, but I'm not with you. I understand that they need to score, and they've been doing this all year. You got Clay back. Clay, Clay is doing his job. We already know about Steph. And I understand Jordan Poole. And it's, it's not just Jordan Poole, because remember that you have, um, what's the young man name that came from Minnesota, the, uh, the guard? Um um, ah, what's his name? Wiggins. So you 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 you, le you left out Wiggins. Now we already know they got the two young bulls. I get that, but as far as him being a lethal, a part of a, a core, like I'm thinking when you say lethal weapon three or, or lethal weapons, I think about the Golden State Warriors that had Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, but they were established. So Jordan Poole is not established to me enough to be making him part of that like a lethal crew. Like, he, he's he's just coming into his own. Like I said, I believe he's a part. I, I understand what you're saying, and I believe he do. they do need to score for both of them, and they, need to and they also need a defense because the scoring alone ain't going to get it. And right now, you know, they're playing against uh, a team that they should, uh, they're should they going to beat. Like, like, this is no competition for them. So it's like, I'm not looking at I'm not looking at this as a challenge for them. Like you're running through them, they're looking good, they're looking great, everything's looking fabulous. But let's see how it look when they go up against a team that can act, actually match up with them. Like this team right there, Absolutely. you know, 
this is not a comp- this is not a competition. So I, I feel you with the Jordan Poole, but like I said again, this is his first time really. I ain't gonna say first time in the playoffs, eh, but his first time really uh, being. A, uh, yeah, a focal point. He, yeah, a focal point. Game exactly. Now. Yeah. It's a difference when the defense are planning for you now. Yeah, because it, it kind of remind me of Tyler Hero when he first got his feet wet a little bit in the bubble. Remember they was kind of they was kind of shitting on him a little bit in the bubble because they were saying, "Oh, he a bubble player." But he ended up coming right. back next year, had a pretty bad year. Uh, but then he come he come back and then he ended up having a, a great year, uh, where right. he having one of the best seasons of his career. But you know he took that personal. Cause they they feel like oh you only you only you only, you was only able to do well because there was no fans in the crowd uh, no pressure uh, it's like playing at the YMCA so this is where I'm at with Jordan Poole I just want to see how it's gonna go when he go up against the team that's gonna focus on him because everything ain't finna be yeah. sweet it's sweet right now with the teams that they going the team that they going against they are supposed to be doing this it's gonna look it's I mean, gonna look great he's probably arguably six man of the year ah uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know who else you would give it to. Uh, Tyler Hero. Tyler don't start, bro. He come off the bench. <laughs> yeah, but Tyler kind of had a slow ending uh, to the season. But you know what? That That's definitely a great argument between those two. He definitely looked like he was a sure lock. But Man, Jordan Poole started to, start to emerge during the end of the season. Okay, towards uh, the end. But 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 Tyler played well throughout the almost the, the whole season. I say about seventy five percent of the season, averaging over yep. twenty points. You know what I'm yep. saying? Playing both ends of the ball, being very unselfish, accepting his role when he should have been a starter. He really should have been a starter. He stepped up when uh, uh what you call it was hurt, did his part. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm looking at it. it's about how much how much you're playing as far as compared to what you're doing towards the end. He had a good chunk of the season where he 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 was the best player. You know that's just to me. You know what I'm saying? I agree. You know, so. Uh, I give you that. I give you that. I like Tyler Hero. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so that's how I'm looking at it. And then, I, okay, so moving on, I want to go to uh, the situation with the Pelicans and the Suns. Now, here again, they talking shit. They saying all this stuff like, oh, Phoenix finna run through them. Yet, Phoenix lose the game. So, my thing is, I don't understand the rush to already have teams sweep teams when I look at it is you. You have to play the game. We can talk all we want to talk about. Oh, yeah, they're going to sweep them. They're nothing. Pelicans showed you it ain't going to be sweet, and it's really not sweet because Pelicans actually got players. No, they got a squad over there. Brandon Ingram is looking very good. Right. You know, so I, I you know, I don't get that. Uh, this is the quickness. Like Now, Miami and the Hawks, that's different. That look like that's over. But you never know. When they come back to Atlanta, if they can get their big man Capella back, you know, they could probably pull off a game, but I believe that the Heat's going to win that game. But it's funny yeah. how they had the Suns just running through the Pelicans, and then you turn around and the Pelicans uh, uh, win the game. Well, they had the Suns pretty much running through the West. You know, oddly enough, as if, the you know, and I, I just feel like, you know, you just don't know in the West right now. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. The Suns are playing great basketball. You got uh, Memphis playing great basketball. So it's a lot of great different series out there where the West is really just a toss-up. Right. Right, yeah. The West is a toss-up. Yeah, because they got them because they 65. They won 65 games. What do that mean? How many teams that we know in the history that done had historic records and ain't won shit? Didn't even yeah, win a championship. Or, That's ridiculous. Or lost in the first round. Yeah, we, we, we can go on and on. So that's why I like, man, most of us just be talking. 
you know, or just because it sounds good. You know, realistically, man, you got to let the game play. Let these players play. These players are uber competitive. These are NBA professionals. These guys are the best players in the world. I don't care if it's seed number eight or seed number one. Anyone can lose on any given day. Any given day. Any given day. You always want injury away, you know. So that's that's my only problem with that. So I've seen how that reversed. And then uh, the Grizzlies and Timberwolves. Now, I was just I was just earlier before you got on, I was saying I believe that the Timberwolves' big three is better than the three that uh, the Grizzly has. Because Grizzly don't really have a big three. They, they really have a big one, which is John ja, ja Morant. But uh, they got uh, – Timberwolves got Anthony Edwards. They got D'Angelo Williams. I mean, D'Angelo Russell. They have a uh, 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 big cat, and then they have oh boy, uh, they come off the bench. What's his name? Um, uh, Be- uh, uh, not, not, not Patrick Beverly, but the the uh, um, damn, what's his name? Uh, he a scorer. He come off that bench, man. He a, he a solid player. Not Beverly, cause Be- Beverly, uh, I already know about Beverly. It's the other one. Yeah. He kind of big. He like six four, six five, six six. The dude that that was talking to Scottie Pippen wife. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, man, what's his name? Yeah, I can't get off the top of my head, but he's solid, bro. He averaged like 15, 16 points. He got paid. They paid him some good money. But what do you think about that series right there? And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and look up that uh that thing with, uh, with that I'm talking that player. But what do you think about uh Minnesota and the Grizzlies? I really, I really believe that we are watching a superstar develop in front of our eyes uh, in Anthony Edwards. I believe that Anthony Edwards is going to be a superstar in this league. Playoffs is where superstars are made, um, and I'm, I'm, I, me personally, I really feel like Minnesota may be able to pull this series out, uh, even though I know they lost that game there. But you know, the goal is always to sneak one game on the road. Right. You know, when you playing on the road in the playoffs, your goal is to sneak one of these games. So right. I think all in all, Minnesota is going back to Minnesota with they held hell high. They played a great, you know, they, hey, they Memphis came out with with the momentum that you would expect for them to come with. Yeah. Well, Minnesota's going to come with that same momentum two games straight in uh in Minnesota. So we'll see how Memphis respond on the road. Um, but if I had to say anybody, I think uh, Memphis will pull this series out in seven games. Okay, yeah, uh, Malik, Malik Beasley, that's his name. Malik Beasley, um, Malik okay. Beasley, very solid player. Yeah, I, I agree, but I disagree. I think that the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves is hitting on all cylinders. Uh, if John Morant... If he ain't going, they losing, bro. That's just my 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 uh, opinion. I think what Minnesota is doing, they're getting physical with him. They're making him they 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 making it hard for him because he's slight a build. So if he get hurt or you get physical enough with him and they hitting on all cylinders, that can be that series can really go either or. Even though, like we said, just because you see eight or six, the West is so the 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 the, the lost record was so short in between those. Anybody could have been one or two or three or four. That's how that's how close it was. Besides, besides, um, uh, the Suns having sixty five, and then I think I think if I'm not mistaken, the Grizzlies had a had a whole bunch of wins too. But the rest of it was really nick and pick. So yeah, moving yeah. on from that, I'm looking at they talking all this crazy stuff about oh the 76ers, oh woo, woo, woo. but I'm looking at a dog. They're taking on the Raptors. They looking good against the Raptors, man. That don't mean nothing. That's all. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's fool's gold with the 76ers. They looking like, oh, man, they looking like a championship team. They looking like the team to beat. I'm like, dog, make up your damn mind, dog. One yeah, minute, you know what I'm saying? Man. That's crazy, dog. 
There's nothing going on absolutely with the 76ers. I'm not. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I can't wait until this first round of the playoffs is over. Yeah, they fools though. Yeah, that's what everybody really want to see. Everybody want to see the Bucks in Brooklyn. Yo, most and everybody want to see. And everybody want to see the 76ers. Uh, and Miami. Yeah, and and then they and, and when once they run against Miami, then we gonna see. Then we gonna up. see all that what they doing now. It ain't gonna happen. That's what I'm saying. Now yeah, this is fools yeah. go. Man, Toronto ain't got no stars. You know what I'm saying? No. They got a bunch of no. they got a bunch of bunch of average players. players. Yeah. yeah. Come on, yeah. man. I'm I'm sitting there looking at that. Please. Yeah. And then I'm but that seeing. just shows you how how, the, how watered down the East is to For an sure. extent. And facts. Facts. And then I'm gonna hit you with uh. So what do you what, what's your outlook on the Jazz and the Mavericks? Now I'm looking at the Jazz like y'all sweet because y'all ain't beating the Mavericks without Luca. Y'all let y'all they should have the Jazz should have went up been up 2-0 right now without Luca. Luca still ain't back and the and, and the Jazz has been able to even that series out. This is the last year you'll see Donovan Mitchell in the Jazz shirt. I mean Dallas was being, it. able to even even it out. My fault. But yeah, yeah, man, this is crazy, dog. That's it. That's How it. are y'all think, not up 2-0? If they don't win this series, Donovan Mitchell is done. Yeah, I believe it. Because in actuality, yeah. dog, Jazz got the better team. They should win this game. No. They should no. win this game. You know. But they're not built to go far. They still need another scoring, another scoring option. option. They're I not agree. built to go far. I mean, they're built to maybe make it to the next round, but not out, out of the Western Conference final. So... Regardless, you know, I, I don't think that they're ready. Same thing with Dallas. Dallas okay. is not ready. You know, it, it, they're not ready. They're just one. They're, they're one scoring option away. A lot of those teams right. are one scoring options. They away. don't have. They have them two and three and four options like some of these championship yeah. teams. Like we talk about, like the Suns, the Bucks, uh, 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 Miami. Yeah. They don't have a buttload of scores that if a star player is down, somebody can actually step up and and light up the light up the scoreboard. Yeah, it's not about a big three no more. It's yeah. about being about it's about it's about being eight nine deep for sure to surround to surround a superstar, a, you know, a solid superstar. Too. And that's why I always say the best team wins, and that's why the Bucks yeah. have the best team along with Phoenix. You see what I'm yeah. saying? From the from the from the starters to the end, they got the best team. Not some of these yeah. fresh new faces, dog. Like I said, I look at the Nets and and, and Boston Celtics. Okay, that's cool. I see it. But, man, them dudes, Kyrie and, and, and Kevin, really ain't been playing together that long. Okay, I see Boston has shuffled it up a little bit. They looking good. But in your opinion, in that series, who do you think going to win that series right there? Between Boston. Let's just say if Ben Simmons come back. If Ben Simmons is back. Uh, now, remember, Ben Simmons ain't been playing. He ain't got no basketball nah, stamina. Yeah, okay. Nah, nah. So, what's I, your I opinion? I got Boston pulling that series out. I think Boston is the better team. You know, Jason Tatum has arrived. Mm -hmm. He's here. He's not going anywhere. So I definitely think Boston um, should be able to pull that series out. Um, the, the Brooklyn Nets are, are they are a very good team, but they, they, they lack coaching. And I think yep. that idea That's of them believing that they don't Nash. need coach. Facts. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you need you need coaching. I mean, if you're trying to win a championship, you want a championship caliber coach uh, who can at least bring some knowledge of the game and some expertise. And if you don't have a college, if you don't have a, a, a you know championship coach, at least you have a veteran an elite coach. Yeah, you have Mark an elite Jackson. Coaching staff, yeah. Mark Jackson. Coaching yeah. staff. Yeah. 
You know, if you look at Steve Kerr, when Steve Kerr got into that job in Golden State, he yep. had an elite coaching staff. Yep. His assistant coach down, I mean, they were elite. So yeah, because you're talking about the coach. I was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, no, I think he was on the they, San Antonio staff. I was going to say the no, coach for no, the no, uh, Suns. The coach no, for the Suns. No, no. Ballhead. What's the ballhead dude that was uh, the, the, the cap, Mike Brown? Mike Brown, so what? Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. had Mike Brown in uh, Golden State. I mean, so he has solid, solid, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, you know, that leadership, which is not there in Brooklyn. So that's Brooklyn Achilles heels that they don't have the coaching available. And they, and, they play yeah. basketball as if they are they the best. They like the, they the best uh, rec team. You know, that one yeah. rec team that got yeah. all the cold players. Players, but, yeah. But they always end up losing. Hey, too many, too many the people want the ball. It's only one ball. Exactly. Yeah. They lose to the well-coached. They lose to the well-coached team. Like a Larry Brown yeah. type team, like a Detroit Pistons Larry Brown team. No stars, no superstars, yeah. all-star players, great defense, clutch shooters. Yeah, you can have a dream team Absolutely. like the Lakers had, and they lost to Detroit. That's why I think the Bucks. You know, the way the the way the league treat the Bucks is kind of the same way that the league treated the San Antonio Spurs. Disrespectful. Even though the San Antonio Turners was was a yeah, they were the champ. But people didn't like the Spurs. Right. They didn't just like watching them. They, right. You know, even though we knew they were the best team, they were always looking for somebody to beat them just because they didn't want to see them play. Facts. They didn't want to see them, them win. Facts. And that's just what we're going through. Yeah, dog. Because the Hayden, the Hayden, the national hating on the Milwaukee Bucks. Who are the defending defending champions? The defending champions got the best player in the league, who should be the MVP. Who? Because you got a you got an MVP player on Denver that can't even lead his team to wins, and he is six seed. But the, the Giannis gets so much disrespect. The city gets so much from the national media. They ain't talking about the Bucks doing nothing. You got a couple couple people saying it, dog. The Bucks are the champion until they lose, man. I don't understand that, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, right now the Bucks, and that's why I so deeply want Brooklyn. I want. I, I mean, I feel Boston to win, but at the same time, deep down, I really want Brooklyn to win. Yeah, because Kyrie, because, uh, Kyrie talking shit, bro. Kyrie was like, "Hey, well, the only, you know, yeah, the only reason know, they won because I wasn't there." Yeah, he wasn't there. We got the big toe. Yeah. You know, so it's all these things that we gotta deal Every with. Every excuse the in the world instead of that you took an yeah. L. So I really would like. I would like to, you know, if Brooklyn can some way find a way to win, bring Brooklyn so we can beat their ass. Yeah, for sure. That's how I look at it, dog. Cause that's 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 all I hear out of their whole camp is that the toe the toe thing. Dog, ain't no, listen, dog. You play the game. His toe was on it. That's on him. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody got nothing to do with that. And even if you know what I'm saying, they need to just get their mind out of that whole situation. And stop being a hey, poor man. sport. You, you can what if every game of a team lost. Thank you. So. Uh, what, what if Draymond? What if Draymond didn't kick LeBron in the nuts? What if that didn't happen? Okay, it's a, it's a what if all day, man. So at the end of the day, what happened is happens. The Bucks are the champs, and uh, if Brooklyn take care of business, they'll be able to. They'll be able to redeem themselves. We we doing what we supposed to do for sure. For sure, I agree with you all day, man. Don't worry about what's going on in Milwaukee. We I straight. Agree. I agree, and I just that's why I said, man. I just can't wait to these rounds. Some of these rounds get over. Uh, let let these players play, see how it play out. That's why we watch the playoffs in the first place, because you never know. Things happen that you don't expect to happen. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, man. Absolutely. So, well, man, I appreciate the conversation, bro, man. I'm going to let you Absolutely, go. Absolutely, man. And I'll Thanks continue. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, no problem, dog, always. Uh, most definitely, hey, I'll get up with you again. 
most definitely. Don't cut me off, man. Hey, y'all, make sure y'all tune in each and every day, man. My uh, my bro spitting that good game, man. Y'all make sure y'all tune in. Appreciate it, man. Have a good day, bro. All right, man. All right, love you. Yeah, guys. So, like I said, man, there's a lot of different opinions, a lot of uh, different views when it comes uh, to the NBA playoffs. But in the end, it's all the same. You got to get in between those lines. The players got to play the game. Even if you think the team is the favorite, it don't mean a damn thing. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, moving on. I want to get into... Uh, a little bit of football. Uh, things are getting kind of juicy here with um, uh, Kyler Murray. And, you know, I got a little comment about Kyler, Kyler Murray. And my thing is, Kyler Murray is a good quarterback. And when I look at the past season where things kind of collapsed for him, I think what people need to realize, the NFL is a business. So you don't think a team that know that the quarterbacks right now are getting paid out the butthole, these guys are getting ridiculous money. If you don't have to pay a player that type of money, what are you doing when you go into the season? You're looking for that quarterback to fail. I don't care what nobody say. If you got a quarterback that's going to do well and the first thing you know is that quarterback going to want to be the highest paid or right at the highest paid and you seen Deshaun Watson get $230 million guaranteed, you're looking at like, man, y'all about to get ready to invest everything into the quarterback and not going to be able to put a team together. I believe these teams were rather for the a person that has an opportunity to get a payday to fail so they can either go get a cheaper player or draft a player in which and bank and hope that that player plays at a, a decent enough level because they know they got him locked up for five years. Now, this is my thing. I understand the NFL and NBA is totally two different situations. So when an NBA player, you know, you can't hold out. You got to play out your contract in order to get the big next big contract because it's better for you to get on the floor and show that you're worth that money. In the NFL, if for three years you've played at an elite level and you got two years left on your contract, and the way these owners and the way these teams do, they'll cut your ass if they don't want you to get a bonus or if they don't want to have to pay you a whole bunch of money that they previously signed you to, but your cap hit is too high, so they, they save money by getting rid of you. If you're a young player and you're playing in the most violent sport I would sit out too. You got three years of good quarterback play. And you may have two solid years of good quarterback play and one year is kind of up and down. But overall, you know that this person is a franchise quarterback. I'm sitting out. I'm doing the same thing Kyler Murray is doing. Because I can't risk tearing my knee or getting hurt. Because once that happened, I just gave them a get-out-of-free-jail card or a get-out-of-jail-free card. Sorry about my tongue-tied. Why would I do that? 
Why would I give the Cardinals a get-out-of-jail-free card? Hell no. So you know what? I'm going to sit my butt down. I'm not going to participate in anything. You can call me a crybaby, a whiner, or all you want to. You know what? Then go get another quarterback. That is not as dynamic. That can't use his legs to help you win. That also can sit in the pocket and pass. You guys also have to participate in getting better. Getting better weapons. You remember, his top receiver was hurt all season. He didn't have some receivers make some bonehead moves. The offensive line is janky. That's why he's running for his life. The one good thing about the Cardinals is that they got a decent defense. But then they gave away Chandler Jones. They best player on defense. Why is that? Couldn't afford to pay him. But yet you'll keep a broken down J.J. Watt. Very interesting. Very interesting. But maybe they see something that I don't see. I don't know. But I wouldn't be giving away a Hall of Fame linebacker that's still playing at a high level. And then you got another Hall of Fame defensive end that's not playing at a high level and stays hurt. I don't care if when he get in, he makes an impact. He can't stay on the field. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Two, three games of explosiveness and 15 games of injuries and watching TV and on the sideline with your hat on and giggling and laughing with your teammates. That's not helping me. So if I'm Kyler Murray, no. Yeah, I'm going to sit out. I'll be a crybaby. I'll be all that. Trade me. Pay me or trade me because it's a team out there that will pay him because he is such a unique player. He is a top 15 quarterback. Hell, I'll say top 10. Everybody know you one hit away every game. That's why the NFL need to give these players guaranteed contracts. And that's why these players are hawking at these signing bonuses now. I was happy that Watson got $230 million guaranteed. Because you know what? He done screwed up the quarterback market now. Now you're looking at somebody like um, um, uh, Lamar Jackson, 230 Oh, you going to give him 230 I got an MVP? Oh, man, then if he worth 230 I know I'm worth 250 Guaranteed. You see what I'm saying? So he done mucked it up. Hey, Denzel Ward, cornerback, highest paid in history. He done mucked it up. Because the next cornerback that feel that they better than Denzel Ward going to want more money. Hell, you may even get old boy Ramsey, who's such a crybaby and always getting burnt and holding and grabbing. You know, he think he the best quarterback, cornerback in the league. So he might want to hold out for more money. Actually, this is a soap opera, man. Whoever the next highest paid left tackle, even though he may not be the best, he going to run the market up. The receiver's running it up. This is what the owners get. You reap what you sow. Now you got to decide, do I want to keep a cornerstone player or do I want to do it in the draft? This is what I believe that's going to happen. 
teams are going to start praying and hoping they can hit early with the quarterbacks. If you hit early with the quarterbacks, you got five years of service time. You can pay all your other positions. Mainly the offensive line and the defense. And if the quarterback can play at a good enough level and have good enough receivers, you have opportunity to win a Super Bowl. You don't have to be a transcending player. And you don't have to be an outstandingly great player. Let's look at Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer lived off a great defense and he made the throws that he had to make. Let's look at Brad Johnson. Made the throws he had to make, had a great defense. Joe Flacco. Well, Joe Flacco was playing at a high level, though, for a few years. So I'm not going to put him in that. I'm going to leave him out of that. But you're not guaranteed to always go to the Super Bowl. So the best way to get there is through your defense, your offensive line, a good running game, solid tight end, and good core of receivers. And the blueprint has been made for you already. And it's New England Patriots. In the beginning, Tom wasn't super Tom. Tom was somewhat of a game manager. A lot of short passes. Always had two great tight ends. Very good offensive line. Solid running game. Serviceable receivers. But the one thing that stood out, great defense, great defensive mind coach. That's the blueprint. Build your defense. Build your offensive line. Get a good running game. Get solid tight ends. Have serviceable receivers. That's what it is. That's what these teams need to do. Look at the Packers. They've wasted these past two years. It used to be about the defense. Now it's about the quarterback. He's a choke artist in the playoffs. You can't be a top five quarterback and not be able to lift your team. You have to be able to lift your teams in those moments. That's what Tom does. If Tom get the ball, he's down five points. You feel comfortable that he's going to go down and score seven because he's done it a billion times. You don't have that same level of confidence in Aaron Rodgers. That's why the debate about him being better than Brady is over. It's been over. He's not clutch. He's a regular season quarterback who complains and throws his receivers under the bus when things don't go right. Now he don't have a top flight quarter uh, wide receiver. You got Sammy Watkins? What? <laughs> That's apples and oranges. Sammy Watkins, Devontae Adams. Not even close. Sammy stay hurt. Now he coming to the cold Milwaukee. Even if you draft a receiver, there's no guarantee. The Packers window is closed. 
Aaron had just got has just gotten away with the greatest robbery in the history of sports. He was playing chess while the Packers were playing checkers. He was playing a game. He was playing a game of Texas Hold'em. And the Packers was folding. He off somewhere doing an ethnic cleanse. Talking about playing golf. Instead of lacing up and trying to get a better rapport with your receivers. He's not about rings, guys. He hates criticism. He wants to be the smartest person in the room. And that's why the Packers will continue to lose. But back to Murray, he's doing the right thing. Based off what I see, he's doing the right thing. Why in the hell would he take a chance on getting hurt? Pay the man or trade him. That's what I say. Pay him or trade him. A lot of these teams this year is banking on the draft. In order, the reason that they're not playing these veteran players, why in the hell hasn't the Honey Badger been picked up? Why? Because they're waiting for the draft. It's a lot of young safeties out here. Prototypical. That's what they like to say. Prototypical for them is 6-1-6-2. I hate, I hate height in any sport. You get on there, you hear Shannon, oh, he's such a little guy. Little guy. We get it. We know he's a little guy. What does that matter? Barry Sanders was a little guy. Emmitt Smith was a little guy. Anybody that's not 6'1", 6'2", don't mean they can't be great. Doug Flutie was a little guy. What does that mean? Stay off that, man. Let's talk about the player, man, and what he does. Anybody can get hurt. I don't care how big you are. We've seen big guys that look physically imposing that can't stay healthy. Just stay off the height. It's just a narrative, man. Always want to just, it sounds like you just want to throw shots at somebody. That's what it sounds like. Stay off the short. Who cares? Michael Vick was only six feet. Drew Brees was only six feet. Russell Wilson only 5'11". So what? They're great players. Just stay off the height, height and, and worry about the play. I can't stand that. Same thing in basketball. We get it. So what? He's in the league for a reason. You can't, you can't get there. So stop talking. Leave it alone. I just like to see games be played without all the criticism and the judging and the and the, and, 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 and the slander and talking about people's religion and their beliefs and why they're not playing and holding mind your own business. Leave these young men alone. Let them make mistakes. Why are you complaining? The team not. That's how I look at it. You get all these people on this radio complaining and doing all this complaining. The team ain't complaining. Why y'all complaining? If the team was complaining, they'll do something about it. Sometimes you got to eat your crow. LeBron James, this year, he got to eat his crow. He wanted to play GM. And I believe they didn't make no trades on purpose. They could have made some trades. 
I believe they sat there and said, you know what? He wanted him. He going to ride or die with him. You said you will ride or die with him. We about to find out. So you coming out and saying, you know, you, you really wish that they would have made some moves. No, they made their moves. They got everybody that you asked them to get. You were supposed to work your magic and put everything together. You wanted a player in Russell Westbrook that wasn't a good fit. He's a great player. Just because you're a great player don't mean you're a great fit. And that's why you guys, which is a shame, it's a travesty, that the Los Angeles Lakers, with four Hall of Famers on their team, four Hall of Famers, let me count Dallas Hall of Famers. None. Let me count Minnesota Hall of Famers. None. Let me count Utah Hall of Famers. None. And I ain't saying, I ain't talking about potential. Let me count the Pelicans Hall of Famers. None. Man, that's sad. There's no other words to describe that whole situation, but that is probably the worst and most embarrassing situation in the state of California. I give the Clippers a pass because all of a sudden, Paul George, he gets COVID, can't play. You know that they're not going to win, even though they've been winning all season. That's playoff P. And you knew Kawhi wasn't coming back. That man don't play about his injuries. If they tell that man that injury is a year, that man going to sit a year and a half. And he's still going to get a bag. Because they got one of the richest, if not the richest owner in the NBA. So he's still going to get a bag. So y'all ain't did nothing. <laughs> you know? The city of Los Angeles, the only, only team they got representing their city is the Golden State Warriors. And they're not even in Oakland no more. They're in San Francisco. You might as well be the San Francisco Warriors. But I tell you, it's funny. When we sit here and we judge these athletes, and sometimes you got to look at yourself. You ain't a perfect sportscaster. Your critiquing ain't always expertise. You ain't the goat of conversation. You just talking and making opinions, like I always say. Focus in on these players and let them play. Stop trying to figure out a person's mental state of mind. Stop trying to figure out why a player not performing. Maybe he's just having a bad night. Now, the only time I, I see you getting on somebody, hopping on people's ass, is, hey, I, I'm, on, I'm right there with everybody else. James Harden is disrespectful to the game of basketball. He's disrespectful to an organization. He's disrespectful to anybody that pays him to wear his clothing. You know why? Because at that point, when somebody entrusted in you $200 million, $300 million to be an ambassador for their team or their product, 
Don't nobody care about your nightlife. That's your personal thing. But you should at least do these these, these businesses and these these are business partners you have. Do them justice and be in the best shape of your life. Do them justice and play your heart out day in and day out. Don't have the attitude as if you don't care. Don't come in overweight and out of shape because you don't want to play for a team. That's that spoiled AAU mentality. That if, you, if I can't have it my way, I'm going to cry my way out of a situation. I'm just going to pick up an extra 10 to 15 pounds and play how I want. Play so bad that they get rid of me. Man, that's sad. And you got to understand, kids are watching that. And believe me, it affects the coachings and the coaches that coach younger players when they get these type of players that are talented. But when they get tired that the coach don't do what they want them to do or the parents get tired of the coach, they they, they threaten by threatening to remove a player or a player stop trying to play well. What type of crap is that? That's my problem with James Harden. That's not cool, dude. If I invested all that money in you, and you come out of shape every time, man, I will put a clause in any team dealing with James Harden. You need to have an in-shape clause and a practice clause. But he's so he too rich now. Ain't nothing you can do. You can't stop him now. He's too rich. And that's what all these teams get because all these teams cater to him. You know why? Because they going off that. They going off the James Harden in Houston when he was lighting it up. He ain't the same James Harden no more. James Harden is um, Peyton Manning of the NBA. When he don't get his fouls, when he don't get his free throws, he's not the same James Harden. That's how James Harden's got a lot of his points. He'll score 15, 16, 17, point, 17 points from the free throw line. Y'all got to remember that. And now they call they call him different. The man just need to focus on conditioning. Same thing with Embiid. Because Embiid will also be a great player if he's even... If he if he was in peak condition, and a great example of being in peak condition and working on his game year round, two examples. This is probably more, but I'm just gonna name these two because they're excellence, bonafide, uh, bonafide excellence. LeBron James, bonafide excellence. He invests in his body, and Giannis, same thing. Both these players go away, come back, and be better. Physically, mentally, spiritually, and they play at a high level. We've seen what LeBron did this year. I don't care if he's out or not. It's amazing. We've seen what Giannis did this year. He come back at all these new tricks. Got plenty of tricks in the bag now. Now he's shooting over 70% from the free throw line, I believe. So that's not a weapon you can use against him. Anything you say he can't do, he, he, lists, he, he record, a mental recording, and he come back, and, he, and, he, and he's good at it. That's why the man is the future of the league right now. He's going to be running the league. All these young guys, I see that. But no one is as dominant. But other than that, guys, man, hey, man. I really, really, really do appreciate you guys. And um, I don't know how else I can say it 
but you guys are are very very special to my heart those that do listen just continue to um put my put my name out there and have other people uh download me and everything that would be uh much appreciated but other than that man I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get up out of here like I said before I do appreciate you guys and I'm out of here peace you're doing cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to I look funny but yo I'm making money see so yo world I hope you're ready for me now gather round I'm the new fool in town and my sound's laid down by the underground I drink a bottle of Hennessy you got on your shelf so just let me introduce myself my name is Humpty pronounced with the Humpty yo ladies oh how I like to funk thee and all the rappers in the top 10 please allow me to bump thee I'm stepping tall y'all and just like Humpty Dumpty you're gonna fall when the stereo's 